1: Conversations, and meditations. I'm your host, Virgil Vericks, and today is Saturday, June 9th. All right, so let's just start with a message from our sponsors. So, if you can't seem to stay ahead of your bills, and then this message is for you. You know, uh, how would you like to have a large portion of your credit card debts, medical bills, department store debt forgiven? National Credit Card Relief would like to give you free information on a proven debt forgiveness program. This program has been used by thousands to legally forgive millions in unsecured debt. It's not bankruptcy. It's not consolidation. The special program actually wipes clean a portion of your debt that is forgiven from what you owe to your creditors. <coughs> Excuse me. Call for a free informa- call for free information and get all the questions answered in the, in the first free calls. The more you owe, the more you can save. If you have at least 10000 or more in credit card bills, this debt forgiveness program can be very effective. Call for free information and find out more now at 800-218-7170. There's no cost or obligation for the information, so please don't wait. Call 800-218-717. That's 800-218-717. Get your debt problem solved today. Okay. Awesome. So some quick housekeeping just before we start today. Um, today's, uh, today's podcast is going to be about a few different things and I have a very good friend, a very special guest with me today, my good friend August. I've known him for years. Uh, we were friends in high school and friends in grade school even and uh, I think today he can offer a, a very good and very important perspective on some of the issues we're facing today. How you doing, August?
0: Hey, Virgil. It's a pleasure. Super happy to be here. Um, excited to be on the show. Okay. Let's go. I'm still vibing from that intro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so I think that the best way we can go about this is kind of given a brief introduction of what we're going to be talking about today. So um August and I have sure. been talking for quite a quite a while now about the issues that we face as a society, fishes issues that we face as a country. And many of these issues have to do with politics, with the philosophy of, of the world and our lives. But you know, something that we talk about often is um, race relations and yeah. something that I've noticed at least is – I remember it was 2008 when President Obama was elected Okay, and the night he was elected and that feeling that I had and that feeling that there was a transcendence in the society, there was a transcendence in that moment, even if you didn't agree with President Obama on his politics and his policies – like a lot of people don't, um, that moment was still special as an American, as a historical moment in society. So I would say from that day to today, there has been a degradation in race relations, I would feel like. I'm not saying Mm. it's anybody's fault. I'm not saying – I'm not trying to point blame anywhere. What I'm saying is is that I wish that that feeling was more prevalent in today's society and that people had a more accepting, understanding tone. So – that's kind of the crux of where we're going to you know, dip our dip our toes in today. But ultimately, we want to talk about culture because at the end of the day, what race relations and all this stuff, ultimately, it boils down to culture and influencers within the culture and how people take these influencers, how seriously or not seriously they take them and how these people will tend to you know, influence uh, our ability to think and our ability to have decisions. So – I just my first question is uh August is you know how does how does race and ethnicity fit into your identity cuz I I have an idea of how it fits into mine sure. and uh I've talked a little bit about it um but I'd really like to get your perspective and kind of see where you're coming from so I can you know feel, feel what I feel on it
0: Absolutely so um I actually just made a note about race and ethnicity and I'm actually going to have to circle back to that just because I think um what you were saying before is really are uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make a couple points. Uh, so, first point in regards to like race relations, Obama, two thousand eight, when he was elected. Um, I remember. I'm pretty sure the first time I voted was to reelect him mm-hmm. in two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, when you were speaking about that, what came to mind for me was it was om- it was unreal when he became president, but it was almost surprising to me that it took that long. I agree. And. Um, what it really makes me think about is, you know, with Hillary, because she lost, mm-hmm. it's very surprising to me that we still haven't had a woman leader yet. Mm-hmm. And then I agree. something that I have to speak on is um, I was watching Bloomberg yes. and uh, Justin Trudeau was on and he yes. was talking about gender equality and economics. And I'm like, yes. that was kind of the subtitle. And I'm like, where is this going? Mm-hmm. And then he just started explaining about how women and um, or how – in certain timeframes in history when there have been an economic boom mm-hmm. it's because women were empowered and they were coming into the workforce more much so. and just some of those different dynamics. So, yeah. um, I mean, just, uh, to circle back as far as leadership, things like that, you know, definitely important. I think that diversity is a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, it may have degraded or taken a step backwards since, but I think that this is a great opportunity for us to learn, for us to grow. And, uh, and kind of try to take some steps forward
1: here. 100%. I I totally agree with you on that. And I'd have to add that, you know, I think um, as time has gone on from 08 till today, social media has been more of an influencer than we actually put on, on, you know, in terms of reality. So I would say that social media has an effect that— Do you
0: mean like as a medium or do you mean just the institution of social media? Okay.
1: So what I mean by social media, I guess, is— as an so as a catalyst in getting people to talk about things, sure. right? So it is it is a medium. It is a it is a bridge that allows people to discuss things. Yeah. Okay, that's great, and I think it's very important. And as you saw in mm. the Middle East and all these different areas in the world, it helped you know achieve some great things during the Arab Spring, and even during uh, some uh, protests here in America.
0: And just the micro bites of information coming in at a fast speed, being mm. able to cover a lot of things
1: quickly. Yes. You know, it's. And that's, I think that's dangerous. So that's, sure. that's what I, that's what I, that's what sure, I'm talking sure, about. Sure, sure. Is the <laughs> micro bites of getting this information. Because if you honestly think about ourselves, they put humanity, modern humans back, I think 300,000 years ago was the first time we saw a modern human. The bones, right? Okay. So if that's the case, our brains really haven't changed that much, let's say in 100,000 years, right? Because okay. there's been some developments, but it hasn't really changed. So getting, Getting used to, I mean, humanity getting used to all this excess information. Mm. Because we didn't grow up – we grew up with the internet in a way. We were like born – I was born in 92, right? Yeah. And – the internet was just appearing. I'm glad, I'm glad you're bringing this up. You know, yeah. yeah. The internet was just appearing. So I yeah. think what the internet has done is it has offered people like myself the ability to educate themselves on, on a great amount of topics and has allowed, you know, our listeners to listen to us today and listen to what we have to say. Sure. And maybe get something good from this conversation. Sure. But I also think the internet has also allowed people to not deal with people. So what do what I mean by that? Mm. I mean by the keyboard warrior culture. Mm. I mean about the trolling. What, what else do I mean? I mean that when people around society have issues, have problems, rather than meet with the opposition, whether you might – you think it's the opposition or whether they, they ha- you have disagreements with the other side. There has been, uh, there's been a case that I think social media has allowed people on either side to stay within an echo chamber mm. and not talk to the other side and try to learn something.
0: See, I would say that it kinda comes down to uh the quote that's on our on your webpage. Mm-hmm. Um, can you remind me th- this quote that we were just talking about here? Oh yeah? Can you read that back to me?
1: The truth shall set you free as much as you wanna be.
0: Exactly. And I feel like with even with social media it's like if you wanna be an echo chamber, you can be an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. If you wanna progress, you can progress. You yes. know, if if yes. you wanna keep it moving, you can yes. keep it moving. So I think that uh yeah, no, that's definitely a really good point. Absolutely. Yes,
1: so like uh, the one thing I mentioned to you earlier, um, you know, so for me, how race and I and ethnicity fits into my identity. So okay. I'm just going to give yep, you yep. give you a quick quick rundown of how I view it. Yep. So I'm a, technically ethnically Assyrian, um, religiously Chaldean Catholic, um, a minority from from the Middle East, uh, particularly Iraq, um, northern Iraq. So the way I the way I view my ethnicity, the way I view my quote-unquote race or whatever, is that it's an important – so the ethnicity and race aspect isn't as important as my cultural aspects. So what do I mean by that? I mean all the stuff that comes with being an Assyrian. I mean uh, some of the stuff I mentioned about the communal aspects, um, the extended family and the ability to be around a large extended family all the time, very often. These things are very positive towards and has shaped my identity. And, you know, so, but there's also, and I, I mentioned this in my individualism and, and uh, collectivism po- versus collectivism podcast, you know, historically speaking, during the uh, First World War, you know, during the Armenian genocide, there was also a genocide of Greeks and, uh, Turkmen's and also uh, Assyrians and Chaldeans, which uh, killed you know upwards of a million people if you you know combine the Greeks and the Assyrians all together and all this stuff. So I, I mm. tend to I tend to understand and, and even currently today in Iraq, not too long ago, um, when ISIS was running things, they would go to Christian people's homes and Assyrian people's homes and put the letter N in Arabic, which stands for Nazarean, which was what Jesus was, right? If you look mm. back in the Bible, just so they could mark the home so they know where they were. To keep an eye on them. So Damn. That, that happening today in today's world and during my life has affected me. I'm not going to lie to that. I'm not going to say it hasn't. Um, but do I look at myself or look at my, my, eth- my ethnicity and what, what they've been going through recently and even in the past, do I look at that in, in a way that makes me feel negative? I don't think so. What I look towards in terms of my ethnicity is all the people that fought back, Right. I also look towards all the people that have have come to this country and to other countries like Australia, New Zealand, and uh, you know uh, England, and have made a life for themselves and have worked hard and built something. So, th- with every culture, with eth- every ethnicity, there is there's great amounts of pain and suffering and, and evil that that will touch a culture throughout history. Mm. Every culture, sure. I honestly think that, and I, I believe that, and every culture has has had you know those aspects within them, and I think it's important, at least for me. To say, well, the good aspects, the good things of my culture that have made me, you know, what I think a pretty decent individual, uh, I think those things are important to carry on and to continue forward pushing it, you know, in the future with, uh, with my family, but also pushing it and introducing it to the larger American melting pot. Okay. You know, because I think, you know, I think the good thing about America and the beautiful thing about America, it's not a multicultural society in the sense that we think that all cultures have equal weight. you know. So it's not that in a sense because like I, I would say that some things – so some things in my own culture I would say shouldn't be put in today's society. The way some things – the way some people look at women, the way some people treat women and younger people, I think a lot of those things shouldn't be brought into the American culture. But I would say that the melting pot aspect, the aspect of bringing in the good things and bestowing it upon – America and the world we live in, and the people you work with. I think that is a positive way of how I can connect my identity and my ethnicity together. Is by taking the good things from my ethnicity, from my culture, and then manifesting that in my behavior.
0: Yes, I've uh, I've always been a big fan of taking the good, leaving the bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, keeping it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just to circle back on you know uh, my perspective, I appreciate yes. you sharing. Thank you. Of course, um, of course. From my perspective. What I would say for me, a little bit different. You mm-hmm. know, no, of coming, course, I, it has to I, be. Definitely of coming at a, a, a lot different angle, but... um. You know, coming from, you know, a a black father and a white mother, you Mm -hmm. know, the biggest thing that I can really take away from that, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I might even say the same for my college degree. (laughs) You know, (laughs) the biggest thing that I can take away from it is perspective. You know, sometimes it's hard for me to put a finger on the the specificities, Mm -hmm. but um, as far as, you know, just the different um, perspective things I've learned, Mm -hmm. um, understandings, being you know kind of in the best of both worlds almost in a yes, sense yes yes I mean, no no you know, i, it's I it's been respect that i for sure and if i personally for me when it comes down to my race and ethnicity if i had to choose to do it again i would um choose to do it the exact same as it's been already you know I'd looking
1: figure, so you're, you're, you're so you're saying your perspective on your ethnicity and how it relates to your race you say that if you would have to look at it you would keep it in the same light because
0: I'm saying if I could choose to do it again, I'd have it the same way. You okay, know, good. For I sure. mean, your whole life, for sure. your whole
1: existence, everything like that. I, I, I totally think that's a, a very positive outlook because I, I would say that you know when it comes to this type of stuff, I say you and I throughout history have been our own history. We've been you know able to you know, honestly, I think we've been able to be more influenced by individuals than by culture. Sure. So yeah, like exactly. we know yeah, people. It's kinda, I mean, and that's kind of the way it works, yep, ultimately. Yep. I mean, culture is super, super important. Yep. But I think it's super important when you talk about groups. But when you're talking about people like, you know, just you and me, yeah. I think what what, what we really got to take from it is like, okay, the individuals that really touched our lives. Yeah,
0: take the good. It doesn't matter who they are. It's like, exactly. leave so, the bad, you know, grow. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. So, for instance, you know, like... Um, I have a uh, few uncles that are have given me great insight and great great information on the stuff they faced, you know, living in in uh, during two coups in Iraq and sure. the revolution. So uh they they've lived through, through some pretty interesting and crazy stuff. And to me it's it's quite evident that um it's affected them. Their experiences have affected them. Their experiences have affected the way they look at the world. And, you know, I would also make the same statement that my experiences ultimately, if I don't use my – OK. So if I just let myself – if I let my experiences define who I am, yep. which I th- I think that's a mistake sometimes. OK. And I'll tell you why it's a mistake. Sure. So people – I'll use my experiences. Ultimately, I'll use my experiences to gain knowledge about a situation, about what You're I'm to going
0: To learn. Not to make the same mistakes twice.
1: Exactly. But I won't use an experience to define who I am. So if I, let's say, go out of character and do something wrong, right? If that happens, then I have to be like, okay, well, does this is this really say who I am? Does this represent me? Or does this actually represent a failure in my in the way I act, the way I should be acting? You know, because sometimes what people like to end up doing is taking all this stuff, and this you know, this goes to a deeper topic of identity. You know, because the race and ethnicity stuff is just the surface layer, exactly. ultimately. Exactly. Really what matters is our pers- – I think in my opinion, I mean – We got to go one more deeper. <laughs> we got to go a little deeper. I feel like. <laughs> One more deeper. And like I think that the experiences you face as a black man, as a person of uh, biracial heritage, I think that your experiences – to you are are very, very important and the things you face in your life obviously are very, very important and the adversity you face in your life is very, very important. But the thing is, that is your experience and only you can have it. But the thing is, if you become good enough, and I definitely think you're a fantastic speaker, I think you... As well as other people when they talk about this stuff, they can accurately give a description of what they've experienced. But what you've experienced not, might not be the same as every other black person or every other mixed per, person of mixed heritage. So I, I think that that's, that's an important thing to look at just because I might be an Assyrian male right, doesn't mean I can speak for other Assyrian males.
0: Yeah, I mean, right now. You know now, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, right now you're going into a little bit, you know, the identity politics, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. I mean, you've kind of introduced me a little bit. Yes. And it is important to take a step back. I think And so. uh, not— just be caught up in, oh, because I'm th- this heritage, this is how I'm going to act, or, you mm-hmm. know, et cetera. And it's kind of going past the or, you know, skin color, past the, yeah. you know. It's, it's it
1: goes, like, it goes into your psyche. Cause like for yeah. me, part of the, big part of the Assyrian culture, and I mentioned this last time, is the Assyrian peoples. Connection to their ethnicity, ancient ethnicity. So you're talking about like the Neo Babylonian period, the, Asi- the ancient Assyrians, the Akkadians. So that aspect, which we which we really love, a lot of us and a lot of us really, you know, we some of us call our our own kids after Assyrian kings, um, and uh, Akkadian kings. So there's a big big part of that in our heritage. But a, a, another big part of our heritage has kind of been the connecting thread. I would say is the religion. So being a you know Catholicism, uh, being a Christian. That has been a, a major tying point with my with my with my identity. But the problem for me as yeah. somebody who's an Assyrian yeah. and and who doesn't believe, yeah. right? It it causes a, a a some cognitive dissonance. It causes me to 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 look at things in a weird way at, at a mm. certain point and and kind of like we'll say, well, am I still this? Is this still who I am? Sure. Because a big part that kept my community alive, the religion, the communal aspect. Because what we're we were in the past, and currently now we're being persecuted because of our faith. Now, if your faith kept you together, like just like how I would imagine in other areas, yeah. other people's faith kept them together their yeah. their ethnicity, their you know this this stuff will keep you together. Sure. It would have an important effect on me. Yeah, but I mean, it's tough to 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 have that and kind of divorce it from my identity.
0: It's okay, rough. okay, I it mean, has been rough. For me, when I really think about it, Mm -hmm. and uh, this is just from my perspective, when I really think about it, it's like, you know, that prayer, the religion, the hope, um, at the end of the day, I feel like that boils down to love. For me, you know, what do I believe? You know, what is my religion? I really believe in love. Mm -hmm. Um, And as far as I'm really glad that you brought up religion as far as religion, something that has been kind of, I guess, tough for me is through Mm -hmm. education and through, you know, learning about religion unfortunately you know i the way that i have experienced it is i yes. feel like religion is just used as a tool to exploit people you okay. know d- to no that's that's, you an, know, interesting, that's an interesting country, point you know. of view no i and so it's like it's kind of hard for me to get really into the mm-hmm. institution of the tur- of the church or you know yes. into the you know hardcore orthodox doctrination yes. of religion yes. but you know i try to to circle back to what we were talking about earlier with uh, perspective, etc., mm. it's like I try to take the good from everything, yes. you know, and, and yes. leave what I don't like and keep
1: it moving. No, I, I think you're right on point there. And I would say that, you know, a lot of people's disillusion with the organization of the church or disillusion with religion is there's a lot of things that we've learned, you know, obviously, at least, at least in my estimation, it seems that you know i so i'm an atheist right but what does that mean for me it means that i i don't believe in god it doesn't it means i don't believe in any gods it doesn't but it doesn't mean i don't believe in um you know the importance of religion and what it has to, what it means to people so i know for a fact So religions, I mean, some religions have exploited people historically, and some religions still exploit people today. Um, uh, Some, you know, uh, and some people have made arguments for that. I mean, there's been a bunch of videos on, you know, my religion, the Catholic Church. There's been a bunch of documentaries and articles on, uh, even today, something very relevant, you know, Scientology and Going Clear and some of that stuff. So there's a lot of a lot of, but what I what I find important, at least from my religious upbringing. Because I was raised Catholic and used to go to church all the time. Um, my, impo- my, my most important thing I can tell you is that – OK. So the psychological significance of these stories, the psychological significance that this has on the people around me, I see what it does for them. That's important. Sure. So that's what matters I feel like is what it does for people. Not necessarily whether you're, whether it's true or not but what it does for you. So, so – the it's thing like is, for this, me, it's I, not for me. Sure, I would never, I would never like uh, tell somebody, encourage somebody, like, yeah, you should probably convert. No, but I would say, <laughs> I would sure. say, as somebody that is religious, I would yeah. say, well, look, I think the best thing you can take from your religion, and the best things I've taken from my religion, and in the, in the past, is understanding that you know there's, there's there is a psychological significance to some of the stories there is a psychological there's a psychological and metaphorical significance to some of the things that are said so you know like for instance for many christians uh, by chance you know jesus jesus in the bible said um give unto it caesar render render what to caesar is to Caesar's and render unto god what is god's that right there is an argument for the separation of church and state mm. so you could see why the separation of church and state happened in the, in the europe and western europe because religion christianity was really really big over there. And ultimately at that point in Germany they were fighting each other. I mean the report is about the warfare between the Protestants and Catholics in Germany was that during that time it was like what 400 years I think was it like uh 90 was it like 90% of the pop of male population that was involved in the warfare died? Wow. Yeah. And then I think at that time the the religious leaders, the government because what, what was happening was the government was trying to fight for the power of the government. I mean the religious okay. religion religious okay. organizations like hey, we want the Catholic Church or the Protestant Church to Lutheran Church to, you know, come up here and then, you know, work with the government to take care of things like how things were in the past. But obviously sure. that's where the exploitation happened like you mentioned. That's where the exploitation comes in that 's where the negative stuff comes in, and you don 't want we, we don't want people to focus on that stuff and if people out there listen are religious, understand that I have a i don 't think you know just because you might believe something i don 't or you might you know uh, hold true something that i don 't hold true it doesn 't mean I think of you any less it doesn 't mean that I, I look at you and have some type of you know bigoted view towards you or think you are um dumb or anything. I think you guys are just as smart or have just the capability to be as smart as anybody out there in the world. And I, I would say that you know we just, you know, when it comes to, and this is again, this is really all about identity right now. Uh, for me, it's important, but it doesn't, it's not the end all, be all. And I would say that I understand the significance, the historical significance of how religion affected my cult, my culture, and my Seems people. Yeah. No, you're fine, um, but I would also say that, you know, I think that's, I think that's where I would take from it. You know, and I, but I think it's like. All this stuff we talked about, you know our yeah. eth- our ethnicity, our race, the religion we were brought up with, um Some the people good stuff here it's good yeah. stuff, the people that we've interacted with over our lives, you know our parents, our friends, our loved ones these people have all influenced us now. My question for you is how 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 important on a you know when you have to when you have to scale this stuff, so when I say immutable characteristics so the fact that I was um, a Syrian, born a Syrian and not born in this country, what does that tell me? It tells me by chance that happened. Sure, I didn't get to choose that. Yeah. So like that's an immutable characteristic that I had no choice over. Um, so I, I would say that these immutable characteristics of who I am don't really have that much of weight on like. Who I think I it doesn't mean sure yeah you, you see what day, I'm
0: saying I mean at the end of the day you know it kind of is what it is
1: yes exactly and I I would say that you know the culture that we we have today in America and the culture that we see around the world you know the prevailing culture is a culture that wants to have the, you know, diversity is our strength. You know, you hear this phrase used very often.
0: I mean, I feel like What is that? I, feel, I what mean, is I that? feel like right now a lot of businesses are just kind of pushing that they are. kind of catering towards what people want to see a little bit. Well, I would but agree. But at the same time, there are, whether it's coming from a good spot or not, you know, there are definitely positive side effects from it and it's definitely progressive and moving in the right direction.
1: I think it, so. Know? I would say so. But yeah. the thing is... A little bit of sales. I think so. No, sales, for sure, but, uh, for sure. No, no, I understand. Yeah. But I would say like when when people say diversity is our strength okay. i'm i mean like okay cool but what i what i appreciate what i would appreciate more is yeah. you know the diversity of character the diversity of opinion because i like, I like that a little yeah. bit more yeah. because so like you know like an mlk speech wow he, i like where you're going here you see where mlk yeah. speech he said i want to you know come to a, i wish you know a day basically paraphrasing that were my children I really
0: like how you ta- – real quick I'm sorry yes, to no, interrupt go ahead. You and, and don't um don't forget what you're going to say yes, but no, I, I really it. I really really like how you know you're taking it a lot deeper from you know oh diversity of the superficial oh diversity of the immutable characteristics, characteristics that I can't even control okay versus the di- diversity of the things that matter of the virtues the virtues of, and the values and of like people. A, that's yep. It's like let, let's get one more deeper. here. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah.
1: So right. I would say that, you know, when we talk that's about important. when we talk about this stuff when we talk about it's very important.
0: I like that you said that a lot.
1: No, yeah. So when MLK said, you know, I want my children to be, you know, judged on the content of their character, not on the color of their skin.
0: So Say it again.
1: So I want people to be judged on the content of their care my children to be judged on the content of their character, not on the color of their skin. Yep. So I think why that is so important, and I think that's very important in today's culture. Because everybody and like look, being white being black being all these things that we had no choice over in throughout our history and look if you love your culture you love your culture; that's beautiful. If you love what your culture has accomplished our history, and the individuals, and the musicians, and the, in the rich history that can be found within Black culture, and the rich history that can be found in all cultures, that's historically, a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I think that's, that's what a good we should. Thing. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's culture love. is what we should is what we should be celebrating. Sure, culture,
0: culture, love. You know, that's the main thing. The virtues, the virtues
1: that we have as as a pe- as peoples. But I, I think if focusing on the immutable characteristics doesn't allow us to completely. Get to know people.
0: It's a little dangerous. It it's is a, a little, little dangerous. dangerous. It's a
1: little yes. dangerous, and you know, it leads to it, it leads to discrimination. And the thing is, it's good to be aware of all of this too. Uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. it's
0: good to be aware of this. It's good to not be ignorant to the fact. And uh, I think that awareness is.
1: And I, I would agree yeah. with you. And I, I said this. I I said this quote uh, not too long ago from uh, the Individualism Collectivism show, talking about racism. And you know, I, I think I have to mention this quote again. And this is like right in the middle of middle of the quote. As you know, racism claims that the content of a man's mind, not his cognitive apparatus, but its content is inherited, that a man's convictions, values and character are determined before he is born by physical forces beyond his control. This is the caveman's version of the doctrine of innate ideas, of inherited knowledge, which has been thoroughly refuted by philosophy and science. Racism racism is a doctrine of, by and for the brutes. It is a barnyard or stock farm version of collectivism, appropriate to, uh, to a mentality that differentiates between various breeds of animals but not between animals and men.
0: You know, I don't know why, and I'm going to take this a, kind of a wild direction. Please and, do. And, and circle back because we might have to circle back. I'm ready. There. I'm ready to circle but, uh, back. For some reason, this is making me think of uh, of the um, of Albrooks-Patterson mm. and the struggle with Oakland County and the regional transit problem. Speak on that. You know, um, the Free Precious just, just put out an article about how, um, you know, Patterson is kind of the one of the leading voices, but he's contradicting a lot of the community leaders of what they actually believe in. Uh, the bigger picture is just trying to get regional transit through Michigan to ha- try to help build the economy, and Patterson's mm-hmm. trying to block it, going through Oakland County. Oakland mm-hmm. County is a major hub, <laughs> and... Uh, I'm ex, and to kind of circle back to, yes. you know, um, these companies catering towards millennials and the world, you know, the world progressing, whether it's, yes. you know, whichever way it's coming from. Yes. Whatever angle it's coming from. Yes. I'm just excited that things are progressing. Mm-hmm. It seems, it seems like, um, Oakland, Oakland County and the city of Michigan is going to be able to push through these regional transit issues. yes. yes. Um, I mean, just to speak on big companies, you know, companies like Amazon, that was mm-hmm. one of the top three reasons why they didn't want to come here. Yeah. Um, and it's like you know, I think that it's important to be progressive. I think it's important to develop. I think it's important to grow. Yes. And yes. Yeah.
1: No, I, I would I would 100% agree with you on that. And I would just to piggyback on what you said, I would also say that you know culture has to move, it has to it has to grow, it has to progress, but it has to also do that in in awareness with technology, with awareness of like, look, things are going to change, things are going to grow. We need the technological backing to help move and push a culture forward, to help m- push and move a society forward. And like I said before, society is just a group of individuals that have common interests and common goals. And we as Americans need to re- refine those common interests and common goals in order to depolarize because we've been polarized. Society itself has this continued, I think, over the last since I would say the 1960s. Society in America has continued to polarize. I
0: mean, it's just the media's manipulation of the immutable characteristics. I, you know, I think,
1: like I, we think I think, Well, I would say that that's, it's, that's
0: part of it. A part big, it,
1: very, sure. very big part of it. Sure. So, media not focusing on one story versus versus focusing on another story and giving it super traction. I mean, for God's sake, dude. I mean, uh, people who are people who are angry about you know Trump's election. Look how much free coverage he got in the media. Media, he didn't have to do any advertising. The media did a forum. That's true. So, like, that's just, that's just to say that, you know. It's facts. It is facts. And, like, there's sure. many, many studies and many articles out there showing how much time they gave to him versus a candidate like, uh, you know, Gary Johnson or Bernie Sanders, where they didn't give them enough, uh, you know, understanding or enough, you know, uh, Time to talk and I'm have their points for, out, even though I wasn't a, a fan of either, either of them
0: I'm excited for the reelection whenever
1: well I don't I'm, know I'm excited well I'm excited for the future and I would I will say that I'm excited for the future primarily because I honestly feel that you know even though like I said earlier the social media makes us so what social media does it takes all the negative crap and puts it right in front of our face so we can see it What I've now done on social media on Twitter is follow positive news sources so I've followed sites like humanprogress.org. I followed sites like, um, you know, uh, just uh, you know, the our world in data, and they have some amazing charts and amazing graphs that have made really made me change my change my mind on things, you know, um, because at the end of the day, ultimately, what we want for the world, for America, and for society at large, is you know, for people to remove these immutable uh, is hatred of the immutable characteristics like sure. that. Like I said about racism, racism is inherent. In a lot of people's talking points, a lot of people's opinions, and a lot of the way they think, you know, a lot of it has been raised uh, in towards people's um, um, understanding and uh, raised into their into their into their upbringing. But like that quote said, racism is a doctrine of by and for brutes, and that's why I think as a society, if we continue to grow and continue to progress, that will eventually disappear. Now, I'm not saying it's going to disappear easily or disappear. Without any um, you know situation, but I think that um, the main thing to understand is, is that we we honestly need to take a look at you know what's happening in you know today's culture and today's society and what we can do to move move things forward. So I, one of the things I wanted to to bring up is that you know all around the world there has been tremendous growth and the growth has the growth has forced us to at least forced me to look at things in a um in a much uh, more honest and and uh, and uh I would say uh better light so some of the things that I I I want to focus on real quick and just mention because we talk about You know politics. We talk about violence a little bit, and um, human rights issues. You know, so in the world right now, human rights issues are better than they've ever been. Um, Compared to you know world during World War II, compared during uh, you know um, uh, Jim Crow era, uh, compared to the times of slavery. I mean, human rights issues have been taken seriously by by people all over the world. So I would say that. Since there has been a positive growth, right, for human rights in the world, that tells me that the trajectory that this is leading towards is a more honest, uh, progressive, and uh, world that is willing to understand and take in these things, and then apply them towards our new concept, our new view of the world. And you know, like something you mentioned to me when we're you know driving over here, uh, yeah, is uh, that you know, you, you, we see how much things influence today's society influence today's culture we talked a little bit about you know um, kanye west and the stuff that's been going on with him and the yeah. album releases from uh you know good music so something that i i, I quickly want to just you know talk about uh because i think this is really important and we could really um really add a lot of value to this conversation so the stuff with kanye First thing I got to say about Kanye is I've been a Kanye fan for years and years and years since the beginning, since college dropout. I love pretty much almost everything he's done. So to see his antics, and he's always had antics, and he's always had um, you know the ability to get people to talk about what he's doing and everything. So, but his new antics have kind of got into got into my mind recently because you know his album is called Yay. Uh, which is like a, the last syllable of his name, but it's also uh, you know the, the front of the cover says "I hate being bipolar." It's awesome. That's that's what the front of the album cover says, yeah. and I I honestly feel like that you know when people were looking at Kanye and clowning on Kanye earlier, yeah, they weren't looking through. They weren't looking at it through the lens of somebody who's bipolar. So I've, I've dealt with – so in my, in my life, I've dealt with – I mean
0: with, is, he, is he legit bipolar? Yes, he was diagnosed. OK. I didn't know. So if, I've, met, I've, I I've, know
1: I've known people who've dealt with bipolar disorder and uh, who've had struggles and something that happens generally within um, bouts of bipolar disorder is mania. So mania is a uh, is one of the high it's the high point of bipolar disorder and this stage you feel like nothing can mess with you you feel like you're invincible and you have nothing that can like take you down so you will say things and not realize that you need to you know, have a filter. You will do things and not realize that yeah. you will spend tons you will spend tons of money on what you want to buy <laughs> yeah. and just not think about it. You will you, you could get yourself broke even in some cases. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is like we need to understand that, you know, Kanye West and uh, the, the flack that he was getting, we have to now look at it through the lens of mental health. Because people were looking at it through the lens of like, oh he's, oh, he's tripping. Kinda, yeah. He's Kanye, he's tripping. Yeah. He's uneducated, point. he's stupid. It's like, well, look. And he, we have he, to talk about
0: mental health. We do
1: have health. to talk about mental health because mental yeah. health is a very, very important thing. And now, I mean, always has been an important thing in my opinion. But now with the recent suicides of Kate Spade and now, you know, Anthony Bourdain, rest in peace. I think this is a, a, a better time. Not, I mean, there's no better time to talk about this stuff and to talk about these things. So in, you know, in Kanye's album, you know, yeah. uh, in the first song, and I, I would say, and Yay is to yeah. me, uh, Probably one of the most, uh, it's probably the darkest album uh, Kanye has, has made in a lot of ways. Uh, and so when I say dark, um, excuse me. No, you're good. I, I would say that, you know, the first, the first song, right, um, okay. on the album
0: yeah I don't know if I can listen to that one
1: again yeah see I don't know about exactly because Exactly. at puts the you, same time I just you... gotta
0: push myself I'd probably need to you know I probably need to listen well, to the record a couple of times the thing, I've the thing about
1: that one. song yeah. the thing about that song that is so the I
0: thought about Coney's song yes yeah I was like oh man
1: yeah and that's and the thing is that I that I understood after listening to it a few times and yeah. kind of getting what he had to say is that's him really talking to his illness.
0: You know, I. That's I've, him
1: talking to he, all the to his to all the stuff that is you know he's faced within his illness. At least the, that's the way I took. Talk- yeah.
0: yeah, one of the underlying things that uh, Or one of the underlying themes from our conversation today that Mm -hmm. we've talked about is you know digging a little bit deeper past the superficial Mm -hmm. and um, I think that's important to bring back up especially with this song for me you know first time listening to it it's easy to be like oh I don't like it what's Mm -hmm. he talking about but you know discussing it with you I do like the point of what you're saying you know let's dig a little bit deeper let's you know what is he really talking about well then
1: you know then he goes on to say like I think and again I need to listen to I need to listen to the record a couple more times one of the quotes that I I took took out and I think this is really great is I think this is the part, he says, I think this is the part where I'm supposed to say something good to compensate so it doesn't come off bad. That was, sometimes that, I think it's I, really bad things. Really,
0: really, really that bad. Was kind, that was kind of, uh, I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, damn, bro, so, going there? Yes,
1: exactly. So I think that's, that's. A, I think, you know, he, and Connie has always, here, yeah, and Connie has, bro. yeah, and Connie has always been very honest in his music, I feel like.
0: And you gotta appreciate that. That I, I mean, do. I, that counts.
1: I hundred percent think it counts. Yeah. But what I saw, what I saw through through that track, and you know, um, was was a person who was struggling with uh, not only love for for themselves, sure, acceptance of themselves. My,
0: so um, I was actually talking to um one of my friends about this. I was mm-hmm. really excited to be on the show, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I was kind of discussing and yep. just talking about yeah a little bit. Anyway. Hmm one of the points that we kind of mentioned was uh, or that he kind of brought up and tell me what you think yes and this this is not my perspective this is where he was coming from yes 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 you know my buddy Sliz he was talking about a a point about not being able to kill someone that you don't love Mm. and I'm like
1: Damn, bro, that's deep. Well, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, I would have to listen to that one again. Well, see, that's that's another but interesting, you know, that's another interesting like, point he, he yeah. brought out. Yeah, well, I, that's another, it's, in, it's another interesting inter- interpretation. Yeah, and you know, I think in that song, and he, and this is why, you know, I mean, that song is pretty much all about suicide. Sure. And that's a very heavy topic. I mean, Biggie did it years ago. On uh, yeah, he on, did. Yeah, I'm, I think it was it Born to Die or was it uh, Ready to Die? Excuse me. Um, I uh, think it might have been Ready. No, to-
0: I think, well, the song, I think the song was just Suicidal Thoughts. Yeah, but
1: I forgot what album it was it on. But anyways, not, yeah. that song was very important.
0: I, yeah, l- listen to that song. I, I always remember the first time I heard that song, I was like, damn. But that shock factor is sometimes, you know, a good thing. Because like we had talked about initially, it, we got to talk about it. You have to talk about mental health. You do. You know, nothing's wrong. You know, I feel like a lot of these things are taboo. People are scared to talk about it, but it's like you know, let's talk about. Well, this. they're, let's scared, have a they're scared.
1: They're scared to talk about it, and sure. you know, and the thing that I've noticed, and it
0: is tough sometimes. It does no. make you feel some type of way sometimes, but no, I no, feel no. like it's it good does. to push through
1: and it grow is, it and is, push yourself. That is that is exactly what we need maybe, to be focusing. Maybe on. you're listening,
0: or maybe someone has a different perspective you don't understand. Just to you know, kind of. This is a little bit off topic, but it's
1: like push yourself. Maybe listen to what they have to say. Maybe learn a little bit. Well, that's that's one of the my main you know my main you know principles in my in my living is you know pretend or or honestly feel that you know the the person you're talking to might might know something you don't and they might teach you something about life and about something else. So you know (laughs) that's what I found in most cases. Yeah, you you know, know, yeah, man. I mean, try to say open. Try to say patient. Exactly. And you look at the most recent suicides in, in the news. Two people, very successful people, Kate Spade, billionaire, became a billionaire, and Anthony Bourdain, multimillionaire. And something about suicide that I was reading about is that it's, it's – uh, the highest rates are in the in Western countries, not Eastern countries. And the more prosperous a country becomes, the higher the suicide rate tends to go up.
0: That's interesting.
1: Very interesting. But I, what I would say is the problem, and okay. I talked about this in my other other podcasts, is yeah. there is – so there's two things here. The One thing is, people that have legitimate issues, chemical imbalances in their brains, need to actively get help. We people don't like to say that, hey, therapy is what you need and therapy is important. People like to poo poo that and say, you know what, I'm, you know, they might use the, the stupid excuse of I'm a man, I'm a man up, which is just the, the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life because all people, men, women, all people of all ethnicities and all, you know, identities, have issues with you know mental health, whether it's a, whether it's a chronic issue over a long time or an ac- acute issue because somebody passes away or somebody did something bad to you, you will have bouts with mental mental health. But the most important thing to understand, I think we can understand from this, dude, is that we need to actively be a light for people that are going through stuff. Yeah. So I'm not saying I'm not saying you know if somebody's ship is is burning down you know you jump on it and you know burn down together with them no that's not what i'm yeah. saying what okay. i what i'm saying is if you think you can help somebody if you think if you think you can put somebody on the right direction if you think you can say the right words mixed with the right intentions mixed with the right heart to get somebody to go either go seek help or go maybe go talk to somebody maybe maybe they should be on some type of medication maybe they should look at their, their situation a little differently. Maybe they might have a lot of nihilism and resentment in their souls that has allowed them to have this type of mentality that, you know, life is worthless. So, you know, a lot of people have these thoughts. And in the past, I used to have a lot of these thoughts myself. But the thing that I can say from, from looking at, you know, these recent suicides is that we as a society need to do a better job talking about this and what we're doing right now. Because like ultimately, when people commit suicide, it is. It is. It is. Um, you're let. It's. It's. It's the. It's. It's a complete destruction of the self. Mm-hmm. It's. It's because, like, in, in my estimation, in my opinion, if you don't love yourself, you cannot adequately love other people. Yeah. I'm gonna say it again. If you do not love say yourself, you cannot adequately love other people. And peace, love, hope, all starts within us.
0: Mm.
1: Right. It's all within us. It's all there. We just have to find the right things to put us in the right. Direction.
0: Yeah, I mean that brings that brings up Kids See Ghost too. Yes, yes. What was that track?
1: Um I think it was called uh Is that Reborn? Reborn, yeah. I think so.
0: Yeah, I like the album.
1: It's a, it's a fantastic album. Much more positive than Ye was. But yeah. the thing in that album, that, they made so much music. I mean, I think
0: it's like they made they dropped Daytona, they dropped yep. Ye, they dropped Kids See Ghosts, like they got a couple more on the way. Yes. But I mean, that's pretty Have sweet. you
1: noticed have you noticed something within sure. this within this period of time? Sure. Um Kids See Ghosts. So, I I feel like that album is like an, is like introducing us it's like an in- introductory way of introducing Kid Cudi's new album, but as, yeah. as you I love can, the art, I love, I love the, the art. art. But as you can tell, by Kid Cudi's artist. message, Kid Cudi's message yep. in uh, in the album, it's a much more positive, much more uplifting message that I think people need to hear. But that's also relevant to what he was dealing through because not not too long ago, Kid Cudi put himself into rehab for uh, for depression and mental uh, and uh, suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. So this affects even some of our greatest musical heroes to our intellectual heroes, to people that we love and people that we know and people that are going through stuff. So I, I think that, you know, culture. So I'm happy that music is now more music is starting to talk about this stuff more honestly. Mm. Right. I'm happy that cause Cudi for a long time was one of the few artists within the hip hop community, the rap community that really talked about mental health issues that I thought was kind of very, very, you know, cathartic and it helped a lot of people out. Okay. So – but I don't think there was many people other than that during that time when he was coming up that really talked about mental health issues. You're
0: saying Kid Cudi like from the the come up?
1: From the come up. Since his – Since since,
0: since day and night and stuff?
1: Yeah. Since that time, Kid Cudi has been talking about mental health issues. Yeah. And since that time, I know people who have told me Kid Cudi's music saved my life.
0: Oh, you know that's true, and it's kind of almost surprising. But now that you mention it, you know I've probably heard it at least once or twice. It's definitely helped a couple people out, you know, mm-hmm.
1: especially when they're going through stuff. And,
0: so and yes, his songs are nice. You know, very I nice. Love, uh, I love. I uh, love. What is that one song? Just who I am. Yes, yes. With uh, King Chip. Yes, exactly. Yeah. See, but
1: all <laughs> I love the no, okay. it's great. But all this, see, all this stuff is so. That, so it's and the thing is that the thing I mentioned, the reason I mentioned Kanye initially, yeah. was to show that Kanye had an influence on culture when Kanye. Whether you like it or hate it, put on the MAGA hat and made all those statements.
0: Yeah, it's interesting.
1: A week or two later, uh, young black men's approval of Donald Trump doubled from eleven percent to twenty two percent. Now I'm not saying uh, it's good or bad. Honestly, I, I never, I did, I didn't support Donald Trump at all, and I, I never liked him. It's I interesting, I think he's a buffoon. But I will say that I, I do think it's interesting to see how culture can be moved by one person. Yeah. But what does that also tell you? That also sure. kind of scares me a little
0: bit. Yeah.
1: Why does it scare me? Because Kanye West is going through something. Kanye West is is having some issues. Now, should people make their decisions based on what people t- other people tell them? I don't think so. I think people should listen to what people have to say. They make their own choices. Up. So whatever I whatever
0: the bad little grain of salt, what you know, exactly
1: whatever I have said today, I want people yeah. to take whatever they can take from it sure. and then go out there and do something with it. But when it comes to issues of race, issues of identity, issues of the self, issues of self-worth, issues of love, self-love more particularly. I feel like there is, overall, I feel like there is a gap in meaning. There is a gap in meaning in today's society. People don't have meaning. People don't have purpose anymore. And the problem I see, I see it in my friends. I see it in my family. I see it sometimes even myself that there is a lack of general purpose, a lack of general meaning. And
0: Why, why do you think that is?
1: Well, some people have made the claim that as people leave religion, um, they don't have the idea of a heaven and, heaven and earth anymore. So there's nothing to look forward to in the reward. So, so some people will look at, so some people have lost that interpretation. And once they lose the interpretation of the, of the heavenly reward, then what's the point of living this life anyways? Some people have that response. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's a little. But some people have had that response over yeah, history yeah. and over time. Sure. And And I think that's I think that's one part of it. I don't think I don't think it's a big part of it. But okay. I think anymore. I think maybe in the past it was okay. when people were like <coughs> originally, me. you know, attacking religions and kind of going back and forth with you know with concepts. But ultimately, ultimately, I think that you know when it comes down to when it comes down to um, you know who we are. And what makes us who you know? What makes us who we are? Like we talked about, our character is what's going to get us forward in life. Doesn't matter that you're black and I'm a Syrian. Sure, I love your character, and I think you're you're an interesting and, and, and a really uh, engaging person to talk to. That's why you know. That's why I have. That's why I have you as a friend.
0: Yeah, and and something that I want to make sure yes, I mention. Please is, do. Um, it kind it. A couple of things you said reminded me of this is just you yes. know for me something that I've really tried to take and I've learned through my life experiences yes. are yes. you know I try to be a little bit more positive some than mm. zero sum. That's the way to go. You know it's like yes, I sir. really I really want us all to be the best that we can be. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't really like when it's like you know one person wins everyone else loses. It's like no we can all win and that's
1: not the know? way the world ultimately worked at the end of the day. I mean like if you just I mean at work I mean you work with a lot a lot of people and at the end of the day the more people. You told me the story about today. You called. You called people up, and you said that. Uh, said that you know. Um, you said that, and you know you had, you had a you had an interesting point that you brought up to me.
0: Sure, sure. So, um, uh, real quick. Yes, go ahead. I want to make sure I mention this as well. I on this yet. The the myth of individualism.
1: Okay. Do you know, are you aware about this? No, I've not really heard that much about it. Sure, go ahead sure. and break it down because I'm a big individualist, so you're going to challenge my <laughs> point sure, now. Go ahead. Sure, sure. Ready? So, um, Real quick. So,
0: um, and just to bring a, you know, circle back to the zero sum yes. versus positive sum yes. with the myth of individualism, you know, it talks about how, you know, sometimes people are caught up with like, hey, it's me, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, when in reality it's like, you know, teamwork people working yes. together are really the ones that are, Pushing things forward, we couldn't be recording this without other people. Right, hundred percent. You know, I I'm so thankful for all of my blessings, and a lot of that is. been from other people that have helped me. Yes, yes, you know, I'm yes. I'm trying to help my family, and my friends grow, push each other, etc. Yes. And so it's like, you know, I think it's important to take a step back and to realize how much of this is a collective.
1: Well, see, I would I would argue with you on that point. Okay. I, I, I like what you said. Okay. But my, my argument, and I think we're going to probably end on this, Sure. is, um, so ultimately, when I say individualism, what do I mean by, I mean you as an individual with your own thoughts, with your own mind, with your own goals, with your own yeah. things. yeah. But it doesn't mean that you're going to separate yourself from the rest of the of the world. So what is, yeah, it, what is a group? I like it. a little
0: bit of everything. Well, no, what is
1: the, well, what is the group? A group is sure. just people who – individuals who agree on something. That's what a group is. Okay. So when I tell you – when I say that – so that when you say the myth of individualism, I don't think it's a myth. Okay. I think that individuals, if they have the right philosophy backing their thoughts and okay. their actions in their mind, yeah, right? Yeah. A philosophy that states that cooperation is always better than raw competition and breaking people down and stepping yeah. on them. Yeah. Because you want to be an individual, but you want to also respect the rights of individuals. I love it. And the yeah. only way to respect the rights of individuals is to treat other people as individuals, not as part of a group. And sometimes treating people as part of a group can lead to some of these racist incarnations. I'm not saying all the time. Sure. I'm saying sometimes. If people want to group people by you know, ethnicity and something like this, yeah. sometimes it can cause some of these rifts. But ultimately, ultimately, when I when I say... The importance of individualism. What I mean is, is that society is groups of individuals working together towards a common goal. And what is the common goal? The common goal is eudaimonia, which means human flourishing. It's a Greek word, ancient Greek word, human flourishing. Now we need to work on our own human flourishing. And if we work on our own human flourishing and make ourselves better and increase our ability, increase our our, our goals, increase our, our 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 tactics, then we can now open the doors for other people that we care about Church. open the doors yes open the doors for all these other people that we deal with every day so the more successful i will become yep. and if i have a good philosophy back in my heart yep. i will now bring people into what i'm doing to help it grow but to also help them grow yes. and to give them a chance to grow so i like yes. what you said yes. i agree with you that it takes yeah. a group to solve big issues and big problems yeah. But I think what's most important, this goes into the diversity of, of opinion and viewpoint. Yeah. We need these groups of individuals that come together and give it all. They give everything, their their ideas and the bad and the good. We put it together, have the battle of ideas. Yeah. The best ideas will rise to the top, and that's how we'll solve problems. That's how we'll get somewhere. But the thing is we have to do this with love and understanding, but we also have to do this with mind that we have to help each other attain and help each other, you know, Find a way towards meeting. Help each other find a way towards the next step. In sure,
0: life. sure. And I and I really feel like you know I I really like what you said, and mm-hmm. I feel like it comes down to that collaboration of yes. ideas, kind of talking it out, growing. It comes down to love. Exactly what we did here. Exa- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, it comes down to uh, to progressing and, and you know making each day the best day.
1: So. Yep. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much, August, for coming today and talking. Thank you for having me. It's thank a pleasure. you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. You guys it's have pleasure. a great day.
0: Much love. Much love.